Coleman, and I'm welcoming to Robinson Avenue uh, Facebook Live program in October. Our church, and we just want you to be involved in this church service. We want you to sing. We want you to hear good preaching. We want you to get to enjoy the service. God says, when two or three are gathered, even if you're socially distant, we are still together as one church. So we just want you to enjoy the service, okay? For announcements, this morning we had the pleasure of having Pastor uh, Walton Booker. He's going to uh, give us the message today, and we want you to just to listen what God has had and hear that he has in mind for us, what he needs from us to do. And we just want you to just enjoy his preaching. Also, don't forget about our tithes and offerings. We still need those to be turned in uh, at the altar to, to mail them in. Uh, there are several ways you can do that. Most of you guys know that already. But just continue to do that as we uh, uh, are being socially distanced and, and, and not actually coming to church this year. Um, as far as the uh, Sunday school, I would recommend that all uh, those who are attending Sunday school get with your teachers to find out exactly where you're going to be, uh, what lesson that you're going in sure that you, you stay focused on that. We had a uh, OCP uh, fast day. We had one last yesterday, and we're going to have a short video of a OCP uh, video. Yes,
Jesus is Lord and Savior. If we praise Him all with it, then God will heal, will heal our land. So, Father, I just praise You for that and I thank You. And, Lord, and help us to, to turn back to You and do the things that we need to do. Also, Father, I just lift up Pastor Baker as he come, Lord. I ask You to speak to him. Let Your Word flow through him. That, that as he's going out, that actually Walden shut down and Jesus stand up in his place. And speak to speak your, your word through him. So, Father, we ask you to do, do that with him. Father, we just thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, at this time, we're going to worship with music. Music, okay. So, good morning, Robertson Avenue.
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. The focal verse will be verse 6. And the word says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, for God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. May we go to the Lord in prayer. Most merciful Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, God. We ask that you remove me out of the way, Lord, and allow your word to be spoken on today. Lord, help us to understand your word. Give us insight to your word, God, and help our hearts take in your word, God, and let it be natural in our, in our bodies, God. In these words we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Today I just want to bring to you for just a little while, if I, if I had a subject for you, growing the church. Growing the church. Growing the church. And when I thought about that, I thought about something that I've never done personally. I've never been a farmer. I've never, never planted anything. Uh, I can't even keep a plant alive in my own house, so I'm not that type of person, so I, I thought about this when God gave me this word, how do you grow a church, growing a church, and so I thought about it, I had to look things up, and I looked in the uh, Urban Farmers uh, Guide, and, and, the, and they talked to you in there that growing plants and trees is harder uh, than most folks think, and so I thought about that, it's hard for me to save a rose when somebody gives me a, a rose, or I, I'm given a lily, and I can't keep that alive, so I'm like, is harder than most people think. And so when I thought about it and I read some more, it says each suit or plant needs continuous care from spring to fall, from pruning, fertilizing, checking pH and pests and diseases and harvesting. And so I thought about that as Christians in, in the church today, we need that type of pruning. We need harvesting. We need love. We need that attention. Each one of us, we're all on different spectrums of our, uh, of our life. Some of us are based in Christ. Some of us are very experienced in Christ. But all of us need Jesus no matter wh who we are. And so I thought about that. And as I went through, I thought about how how my life has transformed. How I used to be and where I am now. How, where God has taken me. Uh, the things that I went through in my life. God has grown me from being a babe in Christ to being mature. But I'm still learning. I've never gotten to a point where I can't learn anything. I can't take anything from anybody else or, or somebody can't tell me something that I can learn from them. That's about being planted and rooted and being watered. Every day God nurtures me. He, he plants new seeds in me every day. Every sermon that I speak, every every uh, every uh, thing that I teach on, on Thursday night, that's God watering and planting me and making sure that the people that I see are served weekly and daily. That even at my job, I work for the post office. And, and at the job, I even have customers that I have to I laugh sometimes. I have customers and people laughing at me at my job. I sit there and I'm supposed to be back at a certain time and I'm out there talking because somebody just needs a listening ear. And so I got to plant the word of God and I got to give what God gave to me and plant it in somebody else and just be a listening ear right then at that time. And so I thought about food and I thought about festivals. And in order for those things to grow, the, the ground has to be tilled and then the, the soil has to be moved around and the seed has to be planted. And God has to do his work in the midst of that. And so as we get into the text today, I thought about 
Paul and Apollos. And so you had to go back to the beginning of the text, verses 1 through 4. And so you go back to the beginning, and, and they, the, the people in the church are having a spiritual battle. I don't, I don't know if y'all had that here, but I've been in churches where churches, the people in the church have title, I, I want to be number one. I want to be the one next to the pastor. I want to be the one that, that shines today. I want to be that one. But that's not that. That's not in God's house. That's not proper. All of us are equal. All of us are doing what God has called us to do. Some people plant, some people water. You, you have to do your job, and, and, and you can't do the planting and the watering. And so God had to speak to me through this, even in my own self today, because I try to take on too many things myself. If God puts you in a position to plant something, that means you plant it, you nurture it, and you, and you watch it grow. And then somebody else comes and water it and makes sure that they talk to it and, and make sure that they grow it, only because God in the end takes care of the rest. And so I thought about a blackberry. A blackberry was, was one of the uh, food that I think that I don't eat blackberries in particular, but I thought about it. A blackberry, when you plant it in the ground and all these things, uh, it, it needs to stress the soil, it needs to be uh, in the ground for so long, and then when you get through with all that, it has to be watered on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and all these things. And then this is the part that made me excited. When you get through with all that with a blackberry, it takes 500 hours just so it can sit and be ready and be hardened for you to eat. 500 hours. And so I thought about somebody that's going to church. How many of us actually take the time to sit there? I'm not talking about five minutes. I'm talking about five minutes and sit down and talk to God every day. Today's time, people, even our younger people, we, we don't take the time to sit down and ask God, what do you want me to do today? Some of us rush through life. We gotta take the time. We gotta be nurtured. We gotta be. We gotta find time for God in our hearts and in our mind. And so, what I did was this week. I had to be off this week. I was, I was supposed to have a surgery on this week. It things happened, and God had some things going for me. And I had to be. I had to be. I had to sit down and, and let God nurture me and take care of me on this week. Speak to my mind. Speak to my body. And so I told God, I said, I need you because right now I'm in fear. I'm a human being. I have things that are going on. I know I've got the word planted in me. I know you've been watering me. But as a human being, I, as well as I, I sit down right now and I humbly ask you to take care of me because I have fear. I don't care how much I've been watered. I don't care how much I've been planted in the ground. My father was a pastor. My mother was a great mother to me. But yet, even though all the prayers and stuff that they gave me, I was still nervous on this week. But God takes care of his own. And that's where, when you go through the blackberry, the blackberry goes through all the, the different temperatures and changes and all these things. And, and one thing I learned about a, about a blackberry is that roots don't go deep into the ground. They sit on top and they got to be watered. And, and some of us are like that. We're like babes in Christ. we got to be constantly watered. we got to be constantly nurtured. And we can't, we can't forget it. All of us need help sometimes. All of us need help. And so I thought about it. When Paul wrote this text, Paul we focus the attention off of him and Apollos, and now focus the attention back on God. He says, I do the planting, Apollos do the watering, but God is the one that makes it grow. How, how do we make the church grow? How do we find a pastor? Y'all got to understand, when you get the new pastor, no matter who it is, you got to let it grow. When he comes in or she comes in, you got to make sure that all y'all are on one accord. Everybody got to love everybody. Everybody got to love. There's going to be some things he might change or she might change, and you got to work together. There's going to be a planting, there's going to be a water, and then there's going to be growth in the church because you are working together in unity. So the first thing I want to talk about is that person that's the planter. The word says, I planted the seed, 
want to understand this. When you plant the seed, what happens? You help people grow. You show them love. You accept their faults. You, you help them understand that church is just not a building. We, we're just here. Some of us are just here for the moment, and then some of us are here for a lifetime. And so God needs us to understand that we are here to plant a seed into somebody's life. Somebody needs help because somebody's going through something far worse than you're going through. And so I understand it. I, I, I thought when I was young, like, you know, I'm going to get old and I'm going to do this. And then I wake up every morning at 46 years old and I got more things than I ever had in my life. I'm like, God, what happened? I used to be able to just pop up out the bed. I used to be able to do what I wanted to do. But my bones don't act like they used to act anymore. And so we got to understand that when God plants you and God, and God is doing new things in your life, sometimes there's some stumbling blocks that you can't give up. You can't give out and you can't give in. And so that's why the word is important, important when you're planting the seed. Show somebody love. Show somebody respect. Somebody's going through the same thing that you went through as a child, but you just don't see it because you've already passed that stage. So you got to just take your memory back and say, how can I fix this? I have four children, two grandchildren, and I'm learning how to grow. And I'm learning how I see a lot of myself in all four of my children. The, the attitudes and, and not want to do this and not want to do that, I see the same thing. And I got to remember back, I was the same way. I was just as hard-headed when my parents were trying to raise me. And so we got to learn how to plant the seed in them and just let them grow. Let them grow. Help them understand where we're going. The, there's a strong sense in the church that, uh, that the community needs to be brought together or it'll die. Yes, it will die, but in the church, we're supposed to be a hospital. We're supposed to be the healer. We're supposed to be the ones that heal when the sick get sick, we fix them up. But how can they come here if we don't love each other? How can they come here if we at odds? The church needs to be the one place where God is always first. And, and, the, and the scripture that came to me was Luke chapter 14, verse 23. And it says, And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highway and the hedges and compel the, uh, the people to come in. Come in and fill and, and may the house be filled. You gotta fill the house. You gotta show them love. You gotta show some respect. You gotta show uh, some, some humility in God's house. And so, the second thing I want to talk about is the water. You, you plant the seed and you put it in the ground, and then there's somebody that comes back and water it. When, when you put water in certain places, you put too much of it overflow. You, you can kill plants by feeding them too much. You can. You can, uh, uh, you can put too much water in a river and it can, it can flood out your land. But when you put the right amount and, and the right nurturing along with it, God can help it grow. God is the one who opens up the windows of heaven. He's the one that pours out the blessings. So why don't we just trust Him to do everything He's called us to do? The first thing we got to do is if we're going to uh, be, be the water, we got to be strong and we got to be courageous. And then we got to be able to go out and spread the love that God has for us. That love that God has for us is, 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 is in our heart, it's in our mind, it's in our spirit. Uh, listen to what Isaiah 43, uh, 44 and 3 says, For I will pour out water upon him that is thirsty, and flood upon the dry, land, uh, dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessings upon thy offspring. If we want the blessings to flow, we want God to, to handle all the stuff that we're going through. We're going to have to understand that we're going to have to let him do the work, not us. We're just here to plant water and then move out the way and let God do his thing by being a blessing to all of us. 
I'm learning over the years that at, at my 46 years, I try to do so much and try to hold on to so many things, but God takes care of all my needs and He, he helped me survive some things in my life that I could not have made it out of. You, you know, we take traveling down a road as something simple. Anything could have happened on my way down here. And, and I asked God on the way down here, God, just protect my wife and myself as we travel this road. Anything, a deer could have uh, ran out. Somebody could have been drunk this morning. Anything could have happened. We take life for granted like, it, it, like it's ours to give and ours to take away. You know, God is the giver and the taker of life. Hey, we got to remember when we want to pull out those seeds, remember who God is. And the last thing I want to talk about before I leave you is God grows the tree. The verse said, but God has been making it grow. God has been making it grow. How? Through us. We've got to think about the fruits of the Spirit. If there's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's, there's long-suffering. Like, I love that word, long-suffering, because we've got to understand, in life there's going to be some suffering, there's going to be some pain, there's going to be some heartache. But joy comes in the morning. It comes in with the morning light. I, I know that you're going through, you might be going through something right now, diseases and all these things, but God has a blessing on the other side of it. Congratulations to all the people who've made it through. Congratulations to all the people who, who've been through something, and God is still blessing you to live. I know God is a healer. I know God is a way maker. Each of us here in the church serve a purpose in growing God's people. We all serve in different capacities. We all, some plant, some water, but through Christ we all have one common goal. Helping one another, listening to one another, love one another. Uh, Romans 12 uh, and five says, so it, it, with Christ's body, we are many parts but one body, and we all belong to each other. That's one thing about us. We all belong in the one body in this church. Everybody, every, somebody's an arm, somebody's a leg, somebody's an eye, somebody's an ear. We're one body under this church. And we need to understand that there's no bigger eye, no big eyes and little ears in God's house. So as we grow the church, as we, we look forward to what God has planned for us, Remember God, who God is, and why He brought us together. The last scripture I want to talk about before I leave you is Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. And the word says that He gave the apostles, the apostles, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints uh, for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. He, he gave them that, that the ability to do the things that God has called us to do. Some pastors preach a long time, some pastors preach short time. It doesn't matter as long as we get the work done. That, that's, what the, that's what the whole goal is. As long as somebody leaves them here, saved or different from what they used to be. But you know what? One thing I've learned in my life, I don't care where I go or who's preaching, I always have an open mind. I always have an open heart because I don't know their preaching style. I don't know their teaching style. But I know one thing. If God's in the midst of it, I know I can learn something from it. And so you got to remember in Ephesians 14, 11 through 14, uh, uh, 4, 11 through 14, God has his uh, place in the midst of that. And so he nurses his, he nurses his evangelists and his shepherds and his teachers so that they can be equipped to carry out his word. The, 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 the end of that word says, so that they may, uh, may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried out by the every wind of the doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitfulness. That means that, that whoever comes before you has to know the Word of God. they got to be able to, to, to preach, teach, and live the Word of God. Sometimes we live the Word of God in the church, and then we get outside the church, and we live how we want to live. In God's house, this, in God's house and outside the house, we got to live by His Word and His Word alone. 
I teach my children that. I have a son that goes to the University of Mary Hyde and I teach him. You go to a school that you chose, so you got to put God first. If you want to pass your classes, you got to put forth an effort. You got to show. You got to show what everybody else is, uh, is failing. You got to show that you want to be the best in everything that you do. So as I end this sermon on today, I want you to know that how are you going to grow this church? Love, peace, humility. Long suffering. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some temptation that's coming in your life. There's going to be some people that don't want this and don't want that. But if y'all work together, you can plant, grow, and you can plant water and grow the church just like God wants it to do. God bless you and God keep you. Amen.
protection. Father, also we, we lift up a, a, a first responders and, and fire and police and, and some EMTs. And we lift them up to you. We ask you to be with them. Watch over their families. Lord. We just pray that you you, you lead them and guide them. Father, as you uh, get ready to leave here, Lord, I pray, Father, that we never leave your side. For, Father, you are the only way, the only reason, the only power we, you can make it, Lord. We can't do it on ourselves. Without you, 